Hello, this is Easter from NewsLaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 19th of July. India recorded 38,164 new COVID-19 cases in the past 24 hours, taking the total tally to over 3.11 crore. With 499 new fatalities, the death toll is now over 4.14 lakh. Daily death count fell below 500 for the first time since April 6th. For the first time in over four months, Delhi did not report a single COVID death on Sunday. PTI reported that the Assam government has banned all public congregations for Eid in light of the COVID-19 pandemic. On the other hand, the Kerala government has decided to lift lockdown restrictions for three days during the festival of Eid. A study published by researchers from the University of Padua in Italy and Imperial College London in the UK in the journal Nature Communications has found that COVID antibodies can last at least nine months after infection from the virus. Dr. N.K. Arora, co-chair of the Indian SARS-CoV-2 Genomics Consortium, stated that the Delta variant was primarily responsible for the second wave of COVID-19 in India, accounting for over 80% of new cases and that the number of cases could rise if a new, more infectious variant emerges. The discovery concerning NSO's hacking spyware, Pegasus, has reignited the discussion over tracking persons in numerous countries, including journalists, attorneys and human rights activists. Will Cartcart, WhatsApp CEO, has slammed the news, saying, NSO's dangerous spyware is used to commit horrible human rights abuses all around the world, and it must be stopped. Since 2016, a list of over 50,000 phone numbers suspected to be of interest to NSO Group's government clients has been revealed in the latest Pegasus data breach. This time, a list of 40 Indian journalists potentially targeted include The Wire's Siddharth Vardarajan, The Hindu's Vijayata Singh, and independent journalists like Prem Shankar Jha and Swati Chaturvedi. The leaked database was accessed by Paris-based media non-profit Forbidden Stories, and Amnesty International, and shared with The Guardian, The Wire, and The Washington Post under a collaborative investigation called The Pegasus Project. According to a report by The Guardian, a study of the leaked data reveals that at least 10 governments, including India, are NSO clients. However, the Indian government has outright denied these allegations. The government of India also claims that the story has been crafted in such a way that the conclusions are skewed. The first parliament session since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic started on Monday. It is also the first session after the reshuffling of the cabinet, which took place on the 7th of July. These are 19 sittings scheduled for the monsoon session starting 11am to 6pm every day. IT Minister Ashwini Vaishnav addressed the Pegasus League and called it an attempt to malign our democracy and its well-established institutions. He also said that any form of illegal surveillance is not possible in India. Interestingly, Ashwini Vaishnav himself now appears to be on the list of 300 verified Indian numbers listed as potential targets for surveillance during 2017 to 2019, along with other BJP ministers like the Minister of State for Jal Shakti, Pralat Singh Patel. Vaishnav was informed of his presence in the leaked database on Sunday, but has yet to respond with a comment or a reaction. Both houses were adjourned until 11am on Tuesday due to protests from the opposition regarding the government's inability to handle the second wave of the pandemic. At 4pm in tomorrow's session, 
Prime Minister Narendra Modi has proposed a presentation to discuss and assess the pandemic situation in the country. The Supreme Court on Monday ordered Manipur activist Irindro Lekombam's freedom from detention under the National Security Act, NSA, for a Facebook post on the state BJP chief's death from COVID-19. Justice Chandrachud asked for the activist to be released as his continued detention would violate his right under Article 21. Irendro was arrested on May 13th for his Facebook post over state BJP chief S. Tikendra Singh's death due to COVID. He had written, The cure for corona is not cow dung and cow urine. The cure is science and common sense. Professor Ji, rest in peace. Ushan Deban Singh, Vice President of State BJP, had filed a complaint against the activist, alleging that the post had deliberately and willfully insulted and outraged religious feelings and sentiments of BJP workers and family members of the deceased. Irendro is a long-time opponent of state repression and militarization and was a previous associate of activist Iram Sharmila. Following the BJP leader's death, he was detained along with journalist Kishore Chandra Wankam, who had also written a similar post on COVID cures. The Supreme Court today chastised the Gujarat government for issuing a notification to rescind its ruling on fire safety standards in COVID hospitals, despite the deaths of a number of patients in multiple fire accidents. The court accused the system of violating the law, claiming that the notification merely provides hospitals who do not have a fire protection system more time to act. And until then, patients will continue to die. In November last year, six people had died due to a fire caused in the ICU of a hospital in Rajkot. The fire was caused due to the negligence of hospital authorities. In May this year, 18 more people had died due to a fire at a hospital in Bharuj and the Gujarat High Court had demanded someone to be held responsible for these acts. Justice Chandrachud, who was a part of the bench, had said, These are human tragedies unfolding before our eyes. Hospitals have become large real estate industry and they survive on human stress. Hospitals in small four rooms must be closed. Speaking of lack of infrastructure, for villagers from Bir, a rural district in Maharashtra, whether it's a mild ailment or a medical emergency, they have to hire a private transport to reach the nearest hospital in Darur Taluka, 12 kilometers away. Why are these villagers struggling to deal with even basic primary healthcare? How did they fare with the devastation of the second wave of the COVID-19 pandemic? Watch Diksha Munjal, Pratik Goyal and Tanishka Sodhi's detailed video ground report titled Shambolic Rural Health System Piles on COVID Misery in Beard. It is one of the many ground reports through which News Laundry extensively covered the second wave of the pandemic from the ground, bringing to you news that matters. These ground reports were only made possible because of our subscribers who par our work. You too can be part of the tribe that supports free and independent journalism. Go to newslaundry.com and hit the subscribe button. Pay to keep news free. The British government on Monday lifted pandemic restrictions on daily life in England, scraping all social distancing norms. From Sunday midnight, nightclubs were able to reopen and other indoor venues allowed to run at full capacity, while legal mandates covering the wearing of masks and working from home were scrapped. Scientists and opposition parties have slammed this move as a dangerous leap into the unknown. Prime Minister Boris Johnson defended the reopening, dubbed as Freedom Day by some sections of the media, despite scientists' grave misgiving after daily infection rates in Britain topped 50,000 behind only Indonesia and Brazil. The PM said in a video message, If we don't do it now, then we'll be opening up in the autumn. 
the winter months when the virus has the advantage of the cold weather. He added, if we don't do it now, we've got to ask ourselves, when will we ever do it? So this is the right moment, but we've got to do it cautiously. After the success of the vaccination program, which has now offered at least one dose to every adult in Britain, the government says any risks to hospital care are manageable. However, medics have warned that even if Britain is suffering far fewer deaths than in previous waves, a big caseload could still put severe pressure on the National Health Service. Senior Conservative MP Jeremy Hunt commented that the government should learn from Israel and the Netherlands, which have been forced to reverse recent relaxations. Scotland and Wales, whose devolved government set their own health policy, said that they would maintain the mandate on face coverings, among other restrictions. But in England, all restrictions on social mixing were lifted. Sports stadiums, cinemas and theatres can now return to full houses. The Global Alliance for a Green New Deal is inviting politicians from legislators across the world to work together on policies that would deliver a just transition to a green economy ahead of COP26 UN climate talks in Glasgow this November. The alliance includes progressive lawmakers from the UK, Caroline Lucas, the Green Party's only MP, and Labour's Clive Levis, as well as representatives from Brazil, Argentina, Indonesia, Malaysia, and the US, among other countries. Ilhan Omar, a US congresswoman from Minnesota, said that the recent extreme weather in the US and around the world should serve as a warning. She said, Climate change is here and it is an existential threat to humanity. We have already seen the horrifying repercussions of failing to act, wildfires raging across the west coast of the US, extreme hurricanes, heat waves in Australia, and massive flooding around the world. Natural disasters like these will only get worse unless we act as a global community to counteract this devastation. The Alliance wants governments to put measures in place that would boost the green economy as well as collaborating on global vaccine access for COVID and debt restructuring of the world's poorest nations. They will seek to share knowledge around the world of successful initiatives such as the decarbonization plan recently put forward in Costa Rica. The Alliance currently has 21 members from 19 countries. That's all the news we have for you today. Stay safe and hold on during these distressing times. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.